This is WCNY's The Capitol Press Room, and we're highlighting two legislative proposals addressing low-income New Yorkers and affordable energy assistance. To discuss the measures, we're joined by Lori Wheelock, Executive Director of the Public Utility Law Project of New York. Welcome back to the show, Lori. Thanks for having me again. Well, I want to start our conversation with the uh, less controversial of the two measures uh, based on the vote totals. And this bill has to do with ensuring eligible New Yorkers take part in the Home Energy Assistance Program, known as HEAP. Can you explain the issue that this measure is trying to address? Yeah, absolutely. So in New York State, we have you know quite a few programs, thankfully, that do help low-income utility customers with their heating costs. And one of the most important is the Home Energy Assistance Program, or HEAP. It opened on November 1st. And for families who are low income, who apply for HEAP, it can provide up to $400 or more in grant assistance to help pay those costs. But HEAP is also the gateway to other assistance. And one of those is the Energy Affordability Program. Since 2016, all of the electric and gas companies in New York So you have Con Edison in the city, National Grid, you know, upstate, downstate, national fuel gas out west. All of the investor owned utilities have the energy affordability program. And it's a fantastic program for customers who can get into it. So if you're low income, you can get up to 20 to $30 off your bill every single month. And that is tremendously helpful for families. So one of the gateways to get into that program is HEAP. And so it's really nice. They work together. You get HEAP, then you can get into the energy affordability program with Con Ed or National Grid. And every single dollar that people can save on their energy bills really does add up. But in our research at Pulp, we've determined that there's probably over a million households that are in energy affordability program, you know, the monthly discount. But there's another probably million households that aren't and that would be eligible income wise. And so we see this on the ground. We do debt relief events. We actually have one in Binghamton today with Senator Webb and Assemblywoman Lepardo, and we get out into the community and help people check their bills. And it's almost about 50% of the customers we help, we notice don't get this monthly discount. And so the, the purpose of this bill is it would allow the Office of Temporary Disability Assistance that runs all the low-income financial assistance programs in the state to do a data match with the utility companies. So you have OTDA that runs all the low-income programs. If they could do a data match and share the names of the customers who are low-income with the utility company, they can match them up that way. And so it would be a huge time saver for customers. It would be efficient. It would be a good way to capture more low-income households in New York and get them the benefits that they may not know about. And so we're really excited about this bill, and we're hopeful that it'll get signed. And when it comes to funding, though, for the Home Energy Assistance Program, is there a finite amount of money in this program, or does the spending levels on it just simply reflect the demand? Because I think that's an important question. If we're going to increase the number of people utilizing it, will some people then see their benefits diminished as a result? So excellent question. You know, HEAP is federal funding. It is finite. We get an allotment every single year. Um, We have seen increases, thankfully, especially since the pandemic, but it does run out. 
Um, Heap opens, you know, again, it opened November 1st. Last year, it opened up a little bit early and it closed early because so many households needed it. So Heap is finite. Not everyone in New York who would qualify could probably get it, but that's one of the nice things about the energy affordability program, that monthly discount through the utilities, it's broader. So you could get HEAP, but also if you're on Medicaid, SNAP, Social Security, income, there is about 12 financial assistance programs. If you can show Con Ed or National Grid, hey, I do receive a benefit. It's one of these, it could be heat, but it could be a myriad of others. Then you can get that discount. So it seems like there is precedent for this type of approach based on what the New York City Human Resources Administration does. So if almost seems like this is just sort of a statewide approach to what they're doing downstate. Exactly. And we really like that. You know, the Human Resources Administration, HRA, has been doing this with Con Ed and National Grid. And we did see those numbers go up, which is really exciting. And so we're very hopeful we can spread this out to Long Island, upstate, central New York, western New York. It would really help a lot of households. Um, But, you know, there is. There's that question of if you add everyone into the program, what will happen to those benefits? So Pulp is looking long term. Right now, the way that the energy affordability program is funded is through ratepayer funds. Um, Governor Hochul has been very good in the last two budgets in supporting energy affordability with actual line item dollar support. And so we're hopeful that, you know, we can get this data match bill signed. There can be state resources added to the program and then get more people in the program. And it will really end up helping get the benefits that people need so they can afford those energy bills. I want to turn to a second bill, but first, uh, let me reintroduce you for listeners just joining us. Uh, This is the Capitol Press Room, and we're speaking with Lori Wheelock, the Executive Director of the Public Utility Law Project of New York. So the other measure I want to talk about deals with uh, accessing emergency heating energy assistance program benefits. What is the eligibility change that you're looking to make here? Yeah, so this is also a really exciting piece of legislation that we hope that the governor signs. And it is focused on the emergency HEAP program. HEAP in New York State has an umbrella of different programs, and emergency HEAP is one of them. If a household falls behind on their electric or gas bill, they may get a termination notice from their company. And that is a trigger. It allows them to contact their local Department of Social Services upstate or Human Resource Administration downstate and say, hey, you know, I'm at risk of having my service terminated because I fell behind and I receive emergency heap. And so those low income households may qualify for additional emergency assistance under the heap program. But the problem is they have to get that disconnection notice. That disconnection notice is a real risk. You know, that person is potentially in the queue to be shut off. They may have not a lot of time to act. And so it's a lot of pressure. And what we've seen is that, you know, the individual often contacts the local DSS office or HRA office. It may take them many attempts to get through. Maybe they're having a hard time getting their caseworker. We had one individual, it took them a month to get someone on the phone and say, hey, I have a disconnect. I want to apply for emergency HEAP. And that stress, I think there's stress on the customer side, the individual, you know, utility customer who's at risk of shutoff, but also in all honesty, 
on the worker side with DSS and HRA. They have a lot of people they're trying to help all at once. And so this bill we find would be a really great, efficient, common sense way to help out both sides of the equation. What would happen instead of having to get that termination notice, it would allow the utility company to send a list of customers over to HRA or DSS and say, hey, these are all of our customers at risk of shutoff. You know, they qualify for emergency heap. And that list would then result in the release of those funds as long as they had on their records that, yes, this person was still income eligible. So both of these bills are really good, just common sense, efficient, probably even cost saving measures for the agency end and would really help cut stress for customers. I guess I'm going to bring up the same question that I asked uh, about the first bill. Does the emergency heating assistance come from a finite pool of money as well? It does. And I think that's where maybe some of the the controversy and the vote total and maybe even a little bit of confusion because uh, the the money would be finite. It's from that same federal heap dollar, you know, allotment that the state gets. But when we were listening to the members, you know, voting, I think there was, you know, concern about, well, who is paying this? Is this you know, adding more people to the pool that would decrease the benefits. It, the program would not change at all. It would just help people get to those benefits faster. But most likely those benefits would go and be used up faster as well. So it's something we definitely have to go into eyes open. But again, you know, Pulp feels that if we can make things more efficient, we could probably save agency money through this process. And then as a state, also work with the federal government to get more heap money, showing the need that we have in New York. Well, is there a potential scenario under this legislation if it became law where people would essentially be accessing the emergency assistance prior to the shutoff uh, and essentially getting assistance prior to when they actually needed it, resulting in some people who really need the assistance who are end up getting to that point, getting shut out later down in the winter season as the pool runs out. So I think the key here is that it's really in the utility's hands. The utility knows which customers are at risk. And at least in our experience with the direct services work that we do, if we can catch people early as well, You know, right now, the arrears in New York State are so high. Um, Before the pandemic, you know, the highest we would sometimes see is maybe $2,000 or $3,000 in energy debt. But since the pandemic, we see cases coming in with $10,000, you know, $13,000. I think there really has to be a strong statewide look here at what's going on, whether customers can afford their bills now and in the future. And this all, again, fits together with this, how are people doing? How can we help them? And so the sooner we can get people benefits during the winter season, the better, because it sets them up and makes them more stable and then allows groups like Pulp to work with people who maybe come up in the spring and say, you know what, now I'm at risk. What can I do? And we do have kind of a a tree of benefits So we can get them in that energy affordability program. We can get them, you know, to emergency energy assistance, which is another program that we haven't talked about yet this morning. So yes, while the HEAP funds will go fast, 
that does kind of happen every single year, unfortunately, but we do have other programs and ways to try and get in there and help people. And so I think they're all pieces of the puzzle for the state to really look at when we're trying to help customers. Well, finally, are you concerned at all about creating a scenario where a low-income New Yorker now having this expanded eligibility and maybe is making hard decisions says, well, I guess I won't pay my utility bill this month and I'll pay for other essentials because I know there's the safety net for me uh, on the utility side. Is that something that you're concerned about at all? So at least, you know, when we're out there in the community and we're talking to people, our messaging at Pulp is always pay what you can, when you can. We think that's extremely important, but we do see people every single day who are making really hard choices. Do I pay my mortgage? Do I pay my rent? Do I pay for medicine? And so what we try to do is provide those wraparound services, try to give them multiple options. At Pulp, we can really only focus on the energy side. So we give them that information, but then we help them. We get them to legal services who maybe can help them apply for food benefits and housing benefits and things like that. So that's the approach we take. That's our messaging. You know, we go out there, we do trainings, we do, you know, slides, brochures, and it's really important in our world that we have those conversations and then also work with the utilities that have those conversations. Well, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. We've been speaking with Lori Wheelock, the executive director of the Public Utility Law Project of New York. Lori, thank you so much for making the time. Thanks again for having me. Is your business, agency, or service interested in delivering your message to more than two dozen radio stations statewide carrying Capital Press Room? If so, visit capitalpressroom.org to contact our underwriting team.